baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's a Chris and Amy show on KMOX. There is a program, Amy, mm-hmm. that is happening in the St. Louis area teaching young people, uh, people in high school, how to properly handle a situation in which they have uh, they're having a contact with police so that things don't escalate and get out of control. To talk about that with us, Kimberly St. Clair is on the Quiver River Electric guest line, owner and president of Doc Dash. Uh, MyDocDash.com is the website. We've got Kimberly with us now on KMOX. We appreciate your time, Kimberly. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? We are doing okay. So explain to us what the program is, uh, where it's happening, and then we'll get into the successes of it so far. Well, thank you for having me. So DocDash, it's an organizational communication system that I invented and patent uh, that works with police officers and motorists during traffic stops and medical emergencies. And it allows motorists a proactive opportunity to communicate any non-visible situation, circumstances, or disability while simultaneously displaying all the state-required motor vehicle documents. And I've been invited here to the Normandy High School to roll out this program and teach the curriculum of protocols to police engagement. Yeah, and it's it's such a good idea and so necessary on multiple levels. I mean, personally, just me, whenever if you get pulled over by a cop, it's a stressful situation anyway. And I think for kids knowing, OK, I'm going to interact with a cop if they don't know what could be perhaps um, a motion or an attitude or a response that could escalate the situation more quickly, you know, th- that's a very difficult situation to be in. So um, h- how do you start with students? What do you tell them about interacting with police officers? Well, first of all, I take the criminal uh, the criminal element out of it and let them know that being stopped by the police is not a criminal act, you know, and um, and I think they feel like it's a criminal act. You know, making a mistake doesn't make you a criminal. It makes you human. So you may have run the red light and you may have gone too fast, but it doesn't make you a criminal. And I've learned that when I kind of take that out of the equation and give them a broader perspective into the historical perspective of how of, of traffic stops and why police pull you over and creating an atmosphere of 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 safety for everyone a lot of them like wow i never thought about how a police would feel i never thought about how you know it looks through the eyes of police officers so when you bring it from a perspective of unifying people through safety i find that they don't take it so personal and they feel more empowered by the process so that's something I, I guess um, would be very important for younger people to understand in their interactions with police that just because you are getting pulled over for, you know, running a red light or going a little too fast or whatever it is, it does not mean that they are taking you straight to jail, which exactly. I, I, I could see some people thinking that's what's next, that that's the next yeah. logical step. 
Absolutely. And if you really understand, if you really see the disservice that these negative images on social media has taught us, if that's all the only experience that you have to live vicariously through, people are terrified of the police. They're absolutely terrified. And when I do a survey like how many people have had negative experiences by the police, 99.9% of the, the children have not had a situation but because they've seen it, because they've had relatives that's experienced um, uh, some situations with the police or because they've seen these negative things on television, they automatically are coming to the relationship with this, this kind of, of impression. And so my goal is to, to, to break that impression. My goal is to unify us through protocols of of safety, both for police and civilians, because, listen, the police are just as in danger as civilians. And so they are a member of our community. And so I want want to bridge more of an adversarial relationship as opposed to, um, I mean, more of an ally Mm -hmm. relationship as opposed to police being looked looked upon as adversaries of of our community. I think it's interesting what you say, because... uh, Generally speaking about a lot of different issues, I don't know that people um, do a good enough job of putting themselves into somebody else's position. So when you say you you have students who never even considered the possibility that a police officer walking up to the car or about to have an interaction is is also potentially in danger. They don't Mm -hmm. they never really considered that before. They've never considered that before. And so when we talk about just behaviors that you can do to create an environment of safety, it all makes sense. And what I have learned is that people, it's not that people don't want to do it. They've never been taught to do it. They've never been taught to do it. Everybody wants to be safe. Everybody wants to go home. No one, you know, and I tell the children over and over again, you're not a criminal. You're not being stopped because you're a criminal. You're being stopped because maybe maybe your taillights are out and you didn't know about it. And so you have nothing to hide. And so we're not going to behave or even feel like we have anything to hide. And so I really teach them to create an atmosphere of transparency and compliance so that I feel like if the, if the police officers feel safe, then the whole traffic stop is going to go safe. Yeah, I know with my parents, when I started to drive, they would always say, if you get pulled over, keep your hands on the steering wheel and say, yes, mm-hmm. ma'am, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Hands on the steering wheel and then just do what they, you know, ask you to do. With mm-hmm. with your class, I read that you start each class with sunglasses on and a hoodie and then start <laughs> from there. Can you explain what you're doing <laughs> with that and what you're telling the kids? <laughs> because I want people to understand they have a lot more control over some of the outcomes that happen. And when we make certain decisions in terms of how we show up, it really does dictate how uh, sometimes how the outcome of situations are going to go. And so I start out like that on, in, on purpose, like they've not seen me before and they come in and I start teaching the class and I let them know that whether we say it or not, uh, ideas and, and people's perceptions are, are being made. I said, and whether you say anything or not, you're already judging me on the fact that I've come in here and I'm not following any protocols to engagement. Like it's pro- proper protocols to take my glasses off. You're not looking at my feet when you talk to me. You're trying to see my eyes. And if you can't see my eyes, if I haven't thought enough of you to take my glasses off and take my hat off, 
it says something about my character. And when you are meeting a police officer or anyone, you, you may not ever see them again. So we want to make sure that we're showing up and demonstrating the person you want them to see you as. So I talk to them about, you know, let's take the hood off. Let's take the glasses off when you are about to have an interaction with anyone. And then after you've done, put the hood and glasses back on. But let's create an environment where people can see you the way you want to be seen. And so uh, on your website, and I mentioned it a moment ago, mydoc-.com, there's a pouch. And in mm-hmm. the pouch, you put your insurance card and your driver's license. And then I guess you hang it on the on the window, on the side Correct. window. Right. Okay, what's the, yes. what's the reasoning behind that? The reasoning is, is to create an atmosphere. The first three to four questions that's going to be asked is about your driver's license, insurance, and registration. But there's a lot of people that have communication challenges, that have, you know, non-visible situations or circumstances that in a split second when police officers have to make a decision on your behavior, there's no time. And there leaves a lot of room for police officers to assume, to assume things that are not. So I talk about that, like, you know, be patient with me, officer. Uh, I'm colorblind. Perhaps that could explain why you ran the red light. Be patient with me, officer. Um, uh, uh, I'm on the spectrum. You know, my son was diagnosed. I don't know if you've heard that. He's been diagnosed late at round 12. He was often misinterpreted as being disrespectful due to his flat affect. These are all things. Be patient with me, officer. I'm deaf. So, no, I wasn't running from the police. I honestly didn't hear the sirens. And so when people have just a split second uh, to make a decision on your behavior, it's just a, it's just a moment or just one more, uh, one more notion of, of explanation in terms of who you are can make a world of a difference between a, a, a police officer being careless versus being cautious and then being in a whole other situation based off of what they thought that really was not. How have the kids received the classes that you're teaching? Have they it been, has been open to it? Oh, my God. We have the most fun. I think it starts out because they feel like it's a scolding, mm-hmm. but then I really drill down on the fact that there is nothing wrong with you and you are not a criminal, and this is proactive information. This is not because there's anything inherently wrong with you. This is proactive information. So we get up and we do traffic stops and they, they come up with scenarios. Some of them are the police, some of them are the drivers. And we would just talk about what optics are and why traffic stop and the mind, the, 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 the mentality behind why a police may pull you over. And so it really has broadened their idea and, and, and lent them not to be uh, so, to take it so personal. And so the, we have a survey and the, the responses in the survey has just almost brought me to tears because it just lets you know that there's just so much that wasn't that we assumed that they knew. And so it just really tells the tale of the impact. I tell you, it has just truly exceeded my expectations. I'm so excited. Uh, how does this program or how do you combat the idea that there are, you know, you mentioned this earlier, that sometimes kids are going off of what family members have told them their experiences have been like with police and maybe it's not been good, and maybe generationally, you know, their mm-hmm. their parents had a bad experience, and their grandparents had a bad experience, and they hear stories about their great grandparents having bad experiences. How do you combat that when you're delivering a message to a kid 
who has just been going off of what he or she has heard from their family for so long? I let them know that they have a choice, that they don't have to make. We talk about being proactive. We talk about having, uh, making good choices. And we talk about uh, the difference between being proactive and reactionary to situations. And so I let them know that that was them. That's not you. Okay? You're not going to have expired plates. That's them. That's not you. And so once they really understand that, listen, you have a fundamental choice to make a mind, a, a shift in your mind to be whatever it is and whoever it is that you want to be, you truly can go through your entire life without being arrested. It really can happen. It really can happen. And so this, it does not have to be your destiny. And I, and I see the shift in their mindset, like, no, you have permission to be something different. You have permission to be something and to do something different. And it's almost like sometimes people just need to be told that or given permission, you know, to create boundaries and, and to, to be somebody different and to choose to go in another direction. Kimberly, have you, what has been the response for, or excuse me, from law enforcement? Have you talked to them about this? Absolutely. We have law enforcement that have sat in my classroom. Um, and I have checked in on them to ask them, am I correct? You know what I mean? And there's been some questions that I've even learned from them, like one of the law enforcement, you know, when we had a couple of people in the car, uh, pretending that we had like three or four people in the car, the law enforcement told us that, listen, any more than two people in the car, we're calling for backup. Okay, that, I didn't really understand the, 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 the science behind why sometimes you have one police officer versus other times why you have two. So having that, that bit of, of reassurance in the classroom that can truly answer the questions in real time, uh, getting feedback on the police officers to ask, am I truly representing the safety needs? Because it's so important that our officers are safety. This is not just about the, this is not just about the civilians because the officers have families too. Their lives matter as well. And we really can create an environment where every, the safety of all are represented in one interaction. We don't have to give up one for the other. And so Doc Dash was created to, to, to align the safety needs of the police officers with the safety needs of the, of the motorists so that we can all exist harmoniously in this space. The website is mydoc-doc-mydoc-dash.com. Uh, Kimberly St. Clair, we really do appreciate you talking with us today. It sounds like a great program and, and wish you continued success with it. Thank you so much for having me. Kimberly St. Clair is the owner and president of Doc Dash. Again, it is mydoc-doc-dash.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.